Mark, what you do? Would you bring us in? Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to this edition of Wrestlers with Experience with Dietrich Davis and Mark Morell. Now, I decided and I lobbied and I politicked and I begged my way to get into doing this you intro. Know what? It's by, you know, and I just do it unconsciously. Once I hit what you call it, let me tell you something. When these mics go hot, my mind goes into. Yeah, go mode. I'm in go mode, so I'm not. It's unconscious. I'm not even thinking about it. But you could take over for the next few intros. I don't give a fuck. It well, I just figured just to see how it sounds, just for a little bit. But I yeah, think it sounds all right. It sounds good. You know, and, it, go. and that was Mister One Take right there. Yeah. Well, That's, we always do it in one take. Exactly. Yeah, so you know, it felt good to do it this one. You know, but, to do um, it on this one. No, nah, you can do it for the next few. It takes it. it my mind will. It gives me a chance to ease in. All right. But so, um, go ahead. You was about to say. So what we're getting into right now is the top ten WrestleMania matches. Um, with our each our top each, ten. Yeah, you have your own matches, ten. Right. I have my own ten. Now, we got two different views of opinion. We got two different viewpoints, and this is what makes this so special. And we went into the archives of our memory. Mm-hmm. You know, whether we have an emotional attachment to it or not, it's the fact that we're able to bring this to you so that you can experience what we know and what we experience on this hand so right. um dietrich would you like to go first or shall i no you take it first you take them out so just for people to know we pick 10 when we do our gimmick match shows because this is a gimmick episode right right when we do our gimmick top 10 episodes it's a selective top 10 hey he'll pick his top 10 i'll pick my top 10 or top 10 top worst and then we'll throw in only two honorable mentions because you can get caught with yeah. the mini art so two honorable mentions in the top 10 Mark, right. would you give us your top 10? Okay, so now my top 10 WrestleMania matches. Starting from number 10. Starting from number 10 will be Chris Jericho versus CM Punk for the WWE Championship. Mm. Who made you pick that one? Um, The fact that it was a very dynamic match. The storyline, a little, Up whatever down. it was, you know, based on Jericho calling out Punk as a liar for not being a straight edge wrestler that he is, that he actually slips a drink every now and then and he eats a burger and all this other crap or whatever. But the fact of the matter is the story told inside the ring by two performers that are known storytellers in this ring, they put on a great match. Mm -hmm. Even though it was in the middle of the card, People had Jericho always does good in the middle of the cards. Him and Sean in the past. Right. Jericho just He's not the great last match guy. Right. He's definitely great middle of the card. Mm-hmm. Keep the crowd going and to, as the show moves on. He's he's always been phenomenal exactly. in that spot. And that's not a bad spot to and be And I in. think also with Punk being that this was his first foray on the main stage defending the championship stood out for me. And it was a successful title defense for Punk. So that makes it my number 10 right there. All right. What's coming in at number nine? Number nine, although it's all, one of my all-time favorites, but I placed it there for what it was, Steve Austin versus Bret Hart, WrestleMania 13. Okay. You know. that's a cl- I think that should be on everyone's list, yeah, no matter what. I mean, what. hands down, you can talk about all of the great matches from WrestleMania, but this one actually took the cake. I was definitely invested in this match based on the fact of, Brett's my guy, and Austin was becoming my guy. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just really incredible. You also had the dynamic that this was a submission match. Austin's right. not a submission wrestler. He was making the tra- getting ready to make the transition to becoming the main event brawler that he was going to become. Mm-hmm. And then you had the element of Ken Shamrock involved in the match. Uh, it was a great finish with Austin Probably one of the best up. finishes. Yeah. Well, he never tapped out. He passed out. He passed out in the submission hold, mm-hmm. and... 
Bret Hart won, and it became the double turn with Bret turning heel and Steve turning babyface. Right. So that's why that's up there as my number nine. And number eight, Chris Jericho versus Shawn Michaels. Okay. Jericho's dancing around in here quite a bit. You know what I mean? Well, but like I said before, he's that middle of the match guy who knocks that stuff out, and he 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 protects the show. Exactly. And then you know the dynamic of student versus teacher. Mm-hmm. That part of the storyline was great. So it's funny you say that. I felt this. I felt that they was trying to do the same thing with um, Jericho and CM Punk. Mm-hmm. I felt that they used the same type of formula right. for those two. And it worked. It's nothing that you can really argue with. Exactly. It truly worked. But I felt that they used the same formula for the both of them. Two great talkers, two great workers in the mid-portion of the card put it on a great mid-card match. The same dynamic with Mike was in Jericho. Two great workers, mm-hmm. two great talkers, put it on a hell of a story. And the end, it was Michaels who got the win over Jericho. Jericho turned heel. And the story continued on from there. Right. So that's why that's my number eight. And your number seven? Undertaker versus CM Punk. Okay. After Punk. I'm 50-50 with that match. Well, I liked, I enjoyed it because it also, once again, showed the dynamic of the Taker putting on a great clinic with mm. a smaller guy. Right. I, I can always appreciate that because when I see Taker wrestle, I see that dynamic. You know, that's that was Taker's issue early on in his career. They always put him up against big guys, mm-hmm. and obviously the, the big guy matches don't work for him. You summon him, unless it's Kane or very right. few, like him and Nash or him and Kane. But, you know, that's never here nor there. Exactly. But Taker, CM Punk, that's your number that, seven. Right, that's my number seven. My number six is the Shawn Michaels Undertaker series, back-to-back mm. WrestleManias. If you had to pick just one. I'm going with the first one. I didn't like the second one. The first one was was really cool. The second one, it was more or less like, okay, Sean got to get this bug off his back. He has to like get that 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 blotch mm-hmm. off his record. He right. has to beat Taker in this matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, even though this was on the this was again on the main stage, they put on a hell of a show between right. both matches. I, that's why I like them both. That's why I put them down as my number six. Right, but it, but if you had to pick an official, it's going to be the one. first one. Going to be the first, right? One. All right, number five. Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik versus the U.S. Express for the WWE Tag Team Championships. My man, that was trash. That was dumpster garbage. That was dumpster juice. I wouldn't even drink that with a hobo's dick floating in the cup. I'm sure you wouldn't suck it with a hobo's dick. But no, I said drink it with a hobo's dick flow. You know how you get this this dirty (laughs) thing. That shit is dumpster's juice. But for me as a kid, this was something, right? I don't normally at the kid as a kid his age. Who in the hell would want to cheer for Sheik and Volkov? Not too many people know about this match unless they watch it on the network. I mean, it's talked about uh, on a few YouTube channels. Now but it's it's dumpster juice. But well, it, but you said it was your childhood thing. It was a childhood thing for me, and the fact that you got Wyndham and Rotunda, who are also NWA guys, taking on Sheik and Volkov. Um, I thought it was a great match. Mm-hmm. I liked the finish, cheesy as fuck as it was, because that's what it was back in that day, back in those, t- back in '85. For WWE, cheesy, yeah, yeah, it was a cheesy ass match, and it was for the tag team championship, mm-hmm. which was the second title defended on WrestleMania. So I'm going with that one. All right, and number that was number four. For that you, was right? number that was number five. Number five, four. Number four, the Honky Tonk Man versus Jake versus Jake Roberts with Alex Cooper in the corner. Mm-hmm. I like Jake Roberts. I like Honky Tonk Man. 
No, Alex Cooper was in was Jake's in the, Corner. Right, exactly. Right. Representing so, rock and roll. Exactly. So, you know, you had your rhythm and blues, honky tonk man versus Jake Roberts, Mr. King of the Snakes, Pythons, all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was a good match. It was a great story being told by a storyteller and a worker that helped put the whole dynamic over. So that's why that's my number four. Okay, I can't argue with that one. Number three. Strike Force versus Demolition for the WWE Tag Team Championship. Demolition doesn't get as much credit as they deserve. Exactly. Though a lot of their matches weren't that great. And that's why I'm going to say sometimes they needed better opponents. But again, it's the early 80s. And just mm-hmm. generation is no excuse because everyone trains at the same magnitude. Right. But those guys, Demolition, I think they got caught with the short end of the stick many times. I believe so too. But this was also their introduction to the big stage going after the tag team championship mm-hmm. up against two established guys in Rick Martel and Tito Santana. Um, of course, you know, I've told you how my feelings about Santana. I thought he was great. I think Rick Martel was great. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, you know, the reputations of both Axe and Smash, uh, it goes a long way. So these were actually four seasoned veterans competing for the tag team championship right. on this stage. Can't argue with that one either. Then it goes into my second. Mm-hmm. Demolition versus the Colossal Connection, WrestleMania Six mm. Tag Team Championships. Uh, it was Andre's first title defense. Mm-hmm. Haku's first title defense. And this is when Andre is hurting. This is when Andre was in tremendous pain. And he pain. should not have even been in the building. Exactly. Haku carried the whole match along with Axe and Smash. And then that well, didn't everybody carry Andre matches his whole career? Well, and he is the worst wrestler of all time. Of, of course, you know of what I mean. Of all time, of all time, but still, just the idea of seeing Andre involved in in a situation like this, rather than singles, was mm-hmm. better off for him in this particular case. Let me clean something up. Worst wrestler of all time, greatest attraction ever in WWE history. Got you, got you, got you. Andre was just an attraction all over the world. Mm-hmm. Period. He can go anywhere. The pop, the territory will pop. It was a guaranteed sellout. No matter who he wrestled, no matter where he right. went, you see that name, money is coming That's into the building. That's why Big Show is such a disappointment because Big Show can do mo- moonshots, um, mm-hmm. moonsaults, yep. drop kicks off the top rope, mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. This guy had agility. Yes. He can probably backflip if he wanted to. So that's what made Big Show so disappointing because you, you we saw those strides of greatness in WCW and mm-hmm. he didn't keep himself in shape. Right. And he waited to the end of his career to get back in the shape. And this is a little bit disappointing because he could have been that great giant. Yeah. And I think the issue was, another issue was um, the giant, a.k.a. the Big Show, should have never been pinned. And right. he should have never came off his back. And I think that that would have been best for him in this particular case. He should have never came off show. his back. Right. Exactly. So that's my take as far as um, demolition. Mm-hmm. Um, back to back, you know, the only tag team champions to go into WrestleMania as challengers for those titles mm-hmm. and to walk out of WrestleMania with those belts. That says a hell of a lot about Demolition. That's right. why I chose them for my two and three. Well, that's who Vince had the book because he didn't know what else to do. Exactly. One or two, but the, but the fact of the matter is they are, are they in the WWE Hall of Fame? No, they're not. Hmm. And it's over. They should go in next and, year. And that's basically over um, legal mumbo jumbo, copyrights, and all this other shit. Let me ask you a question. Booker T's going in, right? Yes. Imagine he goes, Hulk Hogan, I'm coming for you, sucker. What if he just... 
you know at what? his induction I, ceremony. I pay good money just, just to see, to him, see do him do that. Not say the word nigga, but to say, I'm coming for you, sucker. Yeah. And to be like, you finally got it right 20-something years 20 later. 20-something years later, yeah, definitely. <laughs> the crowd definitely. will go crazy. You know that, right? You know. And that was another thing. Had they announced any other members going into the uh, into the Hall of Fame? Well, now that Arn Anderson is gone, they should induct the Scissors and Psycho Sid. Um <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Arn's not there, you know. <laughs> oh, wow. This <laughs> <laughs> induct the scissors you know, and Psycho said two separate induction ceremonies. You know, I was about to do some acting, but I'm not. We're not allowed to do so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, YouTube will label us. Exactly. And, and, and as, what is it? Bad acting. Bad acting. That? Yeah, bad yeah. acting is the definition they're giving all of that. Right. So and now my last one. one is Randy Savage's route to the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 4. Hold on, what's the match? Not the route, the match. There's got to be a match. Savage versus Butch Reed. The beginning. Yeah, I believe that. Um, That's the second match, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm taking it from out of there because I believe that was a match that a lot of people really didn't focus on. But I think I thought it was a good match between the two of them. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, there was Valentine and it was the gang. And then, of course, DBI. I don't think Valentine belonged, didn't belong nowhere near to any time. Valentine only belongs near a bar. Or as you, as we would say, catering. Like that's the only two places I need him to be. I don't need him nowhere near wrestling. I don't think I don't. I never saw what people saw in him. Well, I mean, other than that, he was a straight up and down redneck. You know what I'm saying? And a, and, and a flare ripoff or whatever. But then again, every promotion had a. Was flare he a ripoff off. or was he a football player who failed his way into wrestling? Uh well, I don't he, know. Because back in the day, he'll be the guy who sits on his yard and spitting and working. Spitting tobacco and all of that yeah, stuff. But, I mean, considering second generation, his pops was a great wrestler, Johnny Valentine. Um, I'm kind of partial to Greg, you know, to a degree. A I straight like, I white love trash. That, I love that figure Vince for him. has hired a lot of white trash. Of course he has. <sighs> but, I mean, but either way, Macho Man becoming the world champion at WrestleMania Four was dynamic. I mean, that's just what it was for mm-hmm. me as far as like my and the, and the number one match you would label as him versus Book Butch Reed exactly because it was All just right. like it was the catalyst mm-hmm. to where he was going that night. All right, so oh, and what are your two honorable mentions? Oh, my two honorable that's mentions. Important. Okay, my two honorable mentions. Let me get down here and bring this down here. Uh, my two honorable mentions: Bret Hart versus Owen Hart, WrestleMania Ten. You know. That was something I wanted to put on my list, and I fought with that particular match in general. Another reason for another day. And what's the other one? Uh, I'm going to just say the Bulldogs and Tito Santana versus the Hart Foundation and Danny Davis. Simple six-man tag team match. Each guy had a story to tell, mm-hmm. and it all centered around Danny Davis, and it centered around the tag team championships, and it centered around him screwing Santana also out of that intercontinental mm, belt. Which doesn't happen at WrestleMania Exactly. Anymore. So that match just says a lot right there. All right. As far as like six-man tags go. So those are my honorable mentions. Diedrich. So let me bring it in. It's your turn now. I'm going to – I wrote mine out of order, but I'm going to do it in order as I see starting from number 10. I'm going to um, – only because I sat – as a possible becoming employee of this company okay. at WrestleMania 20. And the energy in the room and the the magnitude at WrestleMania 20, I don't think people understand though Benoit has been removed from wrestling history. 
Triple H versus Shawn Michaels versus Chris Benoit. Yes. I don't think people understand like how major that match was and how that match was affected and it was how that match changed a good portion of the business. And I w- I'm there to say that's one of Triple H's best matches. Mm-hmm. She's one of Shawn Michaels' best matches. Mm-hmm. And there hasn't been a better three-way dance for any world title right. at any time. Those are very hard matches to pull off. Exactly. But when you go back and you get a chance, you go watch that. That's one of those matches where you go, okay, these dudes, they 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 ripped it and they they turned it up. I agree. So that's that's my number ten. And the story was perfect, you know, with Benoit being the underdog, Shawn Michaels putting his signature on there, um, it being the twentieth anniversary of WrestleMania, Benoit winning the Rumble, when when winning the Rumble actually meant something mm-hmm. and this, that, and the other. Yeah. When Benoit won the Rumble, it was one of the most unbelievable moments. And then when he went to WrestleMania, for him to have his hand held up as world champion, we watched this guy walk away from WCW as world champion. Yep. We watched this guy uh, get two force wins on The Rock mm-hmm. back to back. Yep. As you know, what I'm saying two times he was announced as champion, they took it from him, mm-hmm. and he was the heel. He was showing his ass, and at that time, um, until the moment he died, there was there's only one person who out wrestled. Um, him and that was Steve Austin on SmackDown right. when they put on a clinic and that's the last time you seeing Austin be that technical wrestler that exactly. he could be. Right. Um so that's my number ten. All right. My number nine, respectfully, and people can doubt this match, and I hate to acknowledge John Cena, but it has to be John Cena versus Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania twenty three. Okay, that was actually a pretty good matchup, I would have to agree with that. Yeah, they um it was Shawn Mike. It was you, you remember the year before he had wrestled Triple H, mm-hmm. and then the next year he wrestled Shawn Michaels, and they were tag team champions. They didn't come out with the tag belts. Mm-hmm. Um, they came out and they were ready to fucking go, and it's Shawn Michaels sunning him halfway through the match, like the smacks to the back of the head, this, yeah. that, and the other. But it showed that with the that if you push John Cena. He can still shows. Mm-hmm. And WrestleMania 23, if you look at that card, that is literally the best match. Right. And I'm not going to, it wasn't Shawn Michaels carrying John Cena, and it wasn't John Cena carrying Shawn Michaels. They both shared the workload. And I think that's when I started, a lot of, I, me personally, started respecting John Cena as a wrestler. As talent, right. Yeah. Um, coming in at number eight, I'm going to have to say, it, it, I mean, you got the same number eight. Shawn Michaels versus Steve Austin for uh, uh, versus Steve Austin for the uh, well, well, it was a submission match, no title. WrestleMania 13. Yeah, Bret Hart. You mean? Yeah, versus Bret Hart with Ken Shamrock. Austin showed his ass, mm-hmm. and even though you knew Austin didn't have a submission in <laughs> in sight, mm-hmm. and he wasn't pulling out no million dollar headlock or no this exactly. that and the other. Right, right, right. Austin literally, literally showed his ass. And the moment where he's bleeding and he's pushing up and, and the first person to break the sharpshooter, mm-hmm. it was a phenomenal moment. And just the way how everything went down, how Bret Hart hit him with the bell top. Yeah. When he grabbed that chair and he was the first time he rocks his neck back and forth, mm-hmm. he had the crowd. That is, if you want to teach someone how to wrestle, that is the match to show someone. Yeah. And if you and your friend, you and the person that you're wrestling with can replicate that match to T by memory, 
you should be able to put on a wrestling clinic right. from that moment forward. Exactly. And it was a clinic. Yes. It was a phenomenal clinic of of just two men who you could probably tell they just called the whole thing in the ring. Yeah. Well, for a couple, uh, short a couple of spots. Mm-hmm. This one is going to be a little bit weird, but there's a reason why I picked this. Um, Shawn Michaels, again, versus Steve Austin, WrestleMania 14. Right. Now, this match wasn't that great, but Shawn Michaels wrestled with a broken back mm-hmm. and a human being to push his body to that feat is a phenomenal thing. And there's a lot of people who would back would be broken when they spin upside down. When he did the Ric Flair upside down turnbuckle yep, thing. Yep, yep. There's a lot of people who wouldn't be able to stand. And if there's certain points in that match that when you see Shawn Michaels go to the top rope for he's the elbow drop. He's wincing and everything, man. He's wincing. He wants to cry. He's in pain. And I do not believe in you're doing it for the business. I don't think this, that, and the other. I think he was his motor skills was going. And I think he didn't want to defeat himself. And I think for Shawn Michaels, it wasn't about the business. It was a personal feat. Yeah. And probably a couple of lines of coke that kept him going. Um, <laughs> just saying. He had a bad drug problem at that time. He had a bad attitude at that I, time. I was, go- I was also going to just like say, like, there's some cortisone that was in that too, man. It was a bunch of cortisone shots as yeah. well. But, but, um, <laughs> but continue. <laughs> you know, but cortisone, you're not supposed to feel the pain. This, he was feeling pain. You yeah. get what I'm saying? And... When he went upside down, I think that would have been a a five star, as the foolish Meltzer would say, um, Meltzer Dave Meltzer would say. But I think they on paper, because they were stealing the shows with each yeah. other in tag matches, mm-hmm. and they were doing great. And if he didn't go upside down that hard, and you could see Steve Austin go, oh shit, and then it was the Mike Tyson element, which to me I wasn't a big fan of, right. But it worked at the time because, you know, Spike Tyson is the only person who actually is in the Stone Cold University. Yeah. He's the only member of Stone Cold's one faction of SCU. Mm-hmm. But um, just something when the, the is seeing the human, someone push their human body to the limit. Yeah. Just out of sure will and adrenaline and embarrassment. You got you to gotta give credit to Michaels for just putting on a, right. a fucking performance for that. Bro. Um, I'm going to put this as my number five. All right. And it w- it is Rick Rude versus the Ultimate Warrior. Okay. okay. And the reason why I chose that because it was the first time anybody who wrestled Rick Rude got taught a lesson on how to be a, a great wrestler. And Rick Rude, um, I think ult- he if that match doesn't happen, Ultimate Warrior doesn't go to WrestleMania the following year mm-hmm. to win the championship. And Rick Rude actually... You know, he, 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 he educated him, and they worked together for yeah. several weeks, mm-hmm. and that might be Warrior's best match because Rick Rude wasn't going to let him fuck up his moment as well Exactly of putting on a wrestling clinic. So for me, it's definitely, uh, that's a strong number five. Mm-hmm. It would have to be Rick Rude versus the Ultimate Warrior WrestleMania I, I gotta five. I got to agree about the Rick Rude part because mm-hmm. Rude is one of those underrated talents that can go and had the ability and has the ability to go and do so much. I just think that um, he should have been a little higher on the card, up against uh, yeah. you know, you know, other, like Savage and Hogan and all these other guys. Imagine Rick Rude versus Savage at Mania. That would have been, that been in, great. Not, and you don't need a title. You get what I'm saying? And I think both of them the one, got pushed on yeah, too early. You just use the one key that's there. Yeah, Elizabeth. And, and, yeah, and not even Elizabeth. Just give those two four corners, four 
three three ropes and four corners, mm-hmm. and they were still the show. And yes, Elizabeth would have been a phenomenal factor. Yeah, but you know. A, a kiss to Elizabeth and her face on some tights, mm-hmm. and it would have been a, a great moment in history. Absolutely. Um, my number four, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, WrestleMania 10, IC title. Ladder Again, match. something I saw in person. It wasn't the first time they did it. They was doing it up and down the road, mm-hmm. but it was phenomenal. Everyone knows the story. Shawn Michaels got into trouble, didn't want to send the belt back. Razor mm-hmm. got the belt, and then Razor being the great booker that he is, that WWE should hire, a great mind, let me say mm-hmm. that. Thought let's just wrestle for both titles. But they um they they stole I don't I wouldn't say they stole the show of WrestleMania ten, but they actually, you know, they put up a hard chase yes, they to follow did. they took the air out of the room for a matter of minutes. Especially you know, considering what opened up the show, which right. was Brett versus Owen. Right. And um, Because we knew they, you know, Brett was going into the last match. As you know, as the challenger for the championship, right? And he needed something exciting, and that was it. That, that was right it. there did everything he needed to do. That for the could show. have been the main event of WrestleMania ten, and it would have been rightfully so. Yeah. Imagine if that was for the, the for the wrestle the WWE the, the at the time WWF championship, mm-hmm. and and Sean won. You could have put the WWF championship on Razor that night. Yeah. Even if he dropped it a month later, and it would have been what it would it would have been a transcending moment for mm-hmm. him right. in history. And I think that's a missed opportunity. Opportunity with Razor, because obviously the main event of WrestleMania 10 was not that great. Right. No disrespect to Brett, it just wasn't a great. Exactly. But that for the imagine him holding the WWF Championship that at the top. That would have been a lot. That, really that would have been, been phenomenal. Yeah. And then the following year, Sean losing it in Nash, and then the next year, Sean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But Vince tried to replicate that with uh Dean Ambrose and them in the day work. Anyway, mm-hmm. so right. I know you're not going to like this person's name, but this is a strong number three and a solid number three. WrestleMania 26, John Cena versus Batista. Because Batista proved that he works best as a heel, mm-hmm. and they actually had a great fucking match. And if you look at the WrestleMania 26 card, that was a very weak card. It was. And they, um, they, 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 they held the main event together. And a lot came together with these guys being falling over the Royal Rumble years ago. The he they pointed out that Steve Austin passed the toss to John Cena when they gave him the beer at the award ceremony. There was so much, and they used Batista was like a mob boss mm-hmm. at the time, yeah. and we kind of got that Batista back right now. Yeah, and so that's it and worked out perfect. I'm enjoying this variation of Batista now. But in this, it. but in this this match with him he, and Cena, he sold WrestleMania. Yeah, that this one did it for me. That made me kind of change my tune about Batista at right. this moment because at the time, the first time it was the Undertaker when he went against the Undertaker. I said, okay, this guy can go. And then when he went up against John Cena, you gotta remember he did. The, and what what culminates is that you know it's not just how you go into the match; it's how you close it out the next night on Raw. Mm-hmm. And when he spazzed out on Raw and Bret Hart left him in the ring, yeah, it made you realize, damn, Batista really did do a good job last night. Mm-hmm. So for me, I don't know how you. I know you're not a big Batista. I wasn't fan. because personally, I just felt like yo, if this dude breaks his legs, that'd be great end of his wrestling career. Right, Whatever. which you should never re- which on any right. wrestler. Because, but I, I just felt like he was going to pop his quads every time he did the um the the tiger bomb. You know right. what I mean? I always always felt like this was going to happen. Right. But again, the dynamic of being able to get in that ring. And let's not wish bad on any wrestler. Exactly. I want people to think we're wishing and, back. And, and That's the, the worst thing yeah. to do in this business. See now, back then, you know, it was like I'm, I'm thinking like a typical fan. 
I'm like, oh, the guy can't, you know. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, Dave Batista put on a great showing against John Cena in this match. Right. And so, I, and then afterwards, like you said, the following the day. The follow-up, that, that, that lock. Yeah. If the following day didn't happen, I don't think I would choose this match. Right. I think it's a, com- a combination of how they went in. The promo was great. It was... You know, I, I was playing. I was watching a promo one day, and my girl's daughter was sitting there. This is about two, three years ago. I happened to be watching the network, and she was she was like, "Damn, somebody sound jealous." And I said, "Look at this. A girl who's never watched wrestling in her life said, "Damn, someone sound picked up." Here on it that. is. Here's Batista selling to. Uh, excuse us. Uh, my girl is making noise in the background. Forgive us. I'll I'll fix the sound later. Um, Batista literally. Made a cat turn someone for 10 seconds into a casual fan, and it's funny how he's doing that for a second time exactly in his career, especially coming off of Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. standing up to Disney, mm-hmm. Disney letting him keep his job, this, that, and the other. And I wouldn't be shocked if him and Triple H have the best match of the night. I would not be surprised about that either, and that and, says a lot to me. And you know what? That should be for the universal title, yeah. And how about just let Triple H and Brett close? I mean, Triple H and Brett. Brett. Triple H, because that's the two who really need to wrestle. Um, Triple H, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Word. Word, and, and get it over with. And know, let him kick it in the other side of the head so he can slow the other half of his brain down. Let me not or, say that. Or, or maybe he can just like embarrass him in front of Vince. Who knows? You know what would be amazing? But, Imagine if Triple H and Brett wrestled each other. At a mania? Hold on. At, when Brett was in his prime? And Triple H out wrestled Brett. What would Brett say that he would be bitter ass? I'm sure he fuck. would. I'm sure he would be. But you know what? Knowing Brett, Brett will find a way to make money out of this anyway. Yeah, he, you know the guy. They told me to let him go. We're not allowed to do that anyway. So we know Brett is spoiled, and he lives in his own world. Though he is a phenomenal talent, he he lives in his own world. I, I still think that Brett will just wreck him. I really think so. You know what? I think Brett. Not I'll say, I'll say this: Brett will probably beat the socks off of him, but Hunter will still go over. I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> I'll tell you why Hunter will. I think beat him in a physical fight. You ever seen when that guy jumped in the ring and tried to attack yeah. Steve Austin? Mm-hmm. That ain't no pussy shit he did. Of course not. You yeah. ever seen when a guy ran in the ring on Brett? Brett almost ran. Mm-hmm. How aware is Triple H of the ring? To catch someone from his peripheral, peripheral, Steve Austin didn't even know what was happening. Mm-hmm. Then you had the referee throwing his uh, cheap little kicks, and the only reason why uh, McMahon got a black eye is because Vince let you punch him in the face, like he said. You know, you gotta let him have it. And if I'm a businessman, yeah, I'm gonna walk into this room. I'm gonna let him punch me in my fucking face, and I'm gonna own it. I can, you, you you have to let that happen. I just screwed you over. Yeah, there is no fighting. Now get the fuck out of my building. Or we need Triple H versus Bret Hart's first wife. The real match when you watch Beyond the Mat. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. Batista, John Cena, WrestleMania 26, they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this my one and two is hard to go back and forth on. Okay. But I'm going to go with the number two. Shawn Michaels and people, this is a forgotten about match. But when you go back, it's probably one of the best matches ever in WrestleMania history. My opinion. Number two, WrestleMania 21, Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle. Fuck what you heard. Got you. I got you. One of the greatest super kicks ever recorded in TV history. Mm-hmm. That, that's one of the best, to me, one of the greatest matches that you will ever see. Two men who cannot even, 
they try they outclassed each other every other move. Yeah. And <laughs> this is what we got. You get what I'm saying? Like it mm-hmm. don't get it does not get no better than that. Right. It does not get any better than that. Now, my number one, I think I've brought this up on the show before, just in general, this particular match. But this is the match. As a kid, it made me go, I want to get into a ring. So my number one will be WrestleMania six, Jake Roberts versus the Million Dollar Man. Okay. Force DVT, force DDT moves. At this time in my life, I'm a big Jake the Snake Roberts fan. I was never a Hulk Hogan a fan or a supporter. Even as a kid, my moms can confirm that. People can confirm that. Just wasn't my thing. Oh, excuse me. No. I never mentioned. Actually, this was number two by mistake. The number one, I never. I, I'm I'm one off. Forgive me. Okay, go ahead. But let me go to let me go to what number two would be. Forgive me, people. Brock Lesnar versus the Undertaker, WrestleMania 30, just for the sure pin. Mm-hmm. And when I've always had a dream of how you should book this, they did it exactly the way I thought. No music, crowd reaction, and that actually was a halfway decent match. Mm-hmm. But the finish, th- the finish. This is when Le- Undertaker should have retired and never showed back up unless it was an autograph signing. Mm-hmm. Now the n- official number one is I knew I was off counting one. Cause I was I remember I wrote it out of order, so forgive me. Right, Jake Snake, Jake the Snake Roberts versus Million Dollar Man, WrestleMania six. It's definitely my number one. It's one of my favorite matches of all time. Mm-hmm. It's that was the match as a kid that made me say, "Well, I'm athletic. I think I'm gonna. I want to be a wrestler." This is the this is the legit match that um, creates the spark or the lightning in a bottle. Um, the false DDTs, the the movement. They didn't have the greatest bodies in the world, right. but these guys put on a wrestling c- clinic. And I know people, when it comes to WrestleMania six, they focus on Hogan versus Warrior. Hogan versus Warrior, but that is more hype versus skill, talent, and agility mm-hmm. and ability. Right. And again, this is a wrestling clinic. And if you take this match and you really study it, you'll learn what a carpenter is in wrestling, and you learn what a workhorse is in wrestling. And you got that with both Jake and with DiBiase, right? DiBiase, yep. yeah, you can't, you know what I'm saying? And I always felt that DiBiase should have been, at least they should have let him defend the title too much, let him be the champion and then drop it the match the proper way instead of a tournament, Yeah, you know, whatever. But, you know, I felt Million Dollar Man was robbed, and I felt Jake the Snake Roberts was always robbed. But this match right here was just phenomenal. The rematch wasn't that great, right? But either didn't way, like the rematch. But this particular match yeah. and that rematch disappointed me years later as a kid. But this particular match, that's mm-hmm. the to me the pinnacle of what of what wrestling should be right. when everything is timed and two athletes know each other and they know how to sell for each other. It's not ten thousand moves and no mm-hmm. selling. It's literally everything was a sell and everything was honored and respected. And they didn't botch not one time. Exactly. It's a flawless match. So that's my strong number one. All right. Now, your honorable mentions. (sighs) I hate to put this nigga up here. And I'm not a Hulk Hogan supporter or a fan. I know you're not. Never liked him. Never will. I'll spit on his grave when I get the chance. Okay, I got you, bro. Rock versus Hogan, WrestleMania 18. Mm Mm-hmm. Triple H and 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 Jericho might as well have not even showed up. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it real. Yeah, let's keep it real. When they read when when the Rock the, number one, 
when they got when Rock, this is that trans. You know, I just said how Hogan transcended the business three times. First in the eighties, and then in, then the, in 90s. the NWO, and then the third the transcending was in the two thousands. Steve Austin transcended the business once. The Rock never really transcended. He was lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think about it. And I was talking to Tasha about this. Ironically, last night when I came in from this meeting. But this motherfucker, under, uh, Hulk Hogan, whether I like him or not, how many people could say they transcended the business of wrestling three not, fucking times? Not many. They're, they're actually, no one can say that. Think about, you gotta think about Hulk Hogan was a 60 year old heavyweight world fucking champion. At 57, he's a, he becomes the WWE champion. Or, and Triple H job to him. And then who does he drop it to like he's done in the past? The Undertaker. Undertaker. But the only person that he knew was qualified of carrying that, that belt. belt. And, and, and yeah, or that's just the way they wrote it at catering, as you guys, like, as you and JD from New York like to bring up. But, um, no, when you look at Rock, Rock was in phenomenal shape. Hogan looked phenomenal. Yeah. The fans started cheering Hogan, the NWO. He was a hill until the music hit. Mm-hmm. And then everybody caught flashbacks of WrestleMania Six. Edge was probably in the corner cheering, as mm-hmm. he said. WrestleMania Six inspired Edge as well, right? Exactly. Yes, that yep, was his it did. Ma- it it, did. the main event. So, um, fellow Scorpio like myself, maybe that Matt, maybe that's just a Scorpio event. Who knows? But um, um, when they got into that fucking ring, do you remember? And Hulk Hogan educates The Rock in the beginning of that match. He turns his head, and then The Rock catches the turn the opposite way. And then you, if you look at it, Hogan goes, other way, brother. And they turn their heads past each other again. Mm-hmm. I said, look at this nigga. Hogan educating wrestlers in the ring. Because Hogan knows, whether I like Hogan or not, this motherfucker knows how to read a crowd. Mm-hmm. He knows how to. He's the, he's the master of the pause, put the mic down, and start the cry. You know, not a Ric Flair cry. Ric Flair cry over a, a, a perfectly, uh, a, a, this steak yeah. is the best steak ever. He'll cry. But Hogan knew that. And then when they step back, Hogan wraps his finger around just for a couple of seconds. And The Rock looks and looks up and they start walking in a fucking circle. And I said, look at this nigga, Hogan, directing the fucking match. And then he was smart. Mm-hmm. He followed. He let the he let the Rock carry the wrestling, mm-hmm. but Hulk Hogan let his charisma carry the match. Yep. I don't give a fuck. Now I was watching this at Chris Knight's house, good friend of the show, friend yes. of ours. Me, him, and his stepfather at the time, his mom's boyfriend. Let me say that, Ruben, and we're all watching this. And for the first time, I actually like a Hulk Hogan match. And here he is. Walked in the villain. He didn't even know he was going to get cheered like that. Right. He did not know. They wasn't chanting Hogan early on in the match. Hogan comes, and I know I'm long-winded with this, people, but I have to, as a person who does not like Hulk Hogan, not just for his racist uh, comments, just in general, I have to give credit even to motherfuckers I don't like. Yeah, because... You know, I can't can't be biased at this moment. he He did the thing that he was supposed to do in this match with The Rock. And that was to captivate us as the viewer. To he see lost what this that man, match, right? Right, yes. Right. Okay. You know, it was to see what he was going to do inside that ring, a WWF ring at that time, mm-hmm. a WWF ring that he has not been in since 1993. 94? 
93. You know what I mean? He's done that, and he captivated everyone. He recaptured everyone's imagination in this ring. Everyone knew what The Rock was capable of doing. But we they didn't also, know Hogan had that one in him like that. That was his last great match. And they also want to see if The Rock complete catch up with Hogan. And, he, and he I was, don't... I don't think he was capable of it, but he did very close to catching that chicken like it was a Rocky match. Right. You get what I'm saying? Like it was Rocky training. But again, you have to give it to Hogan. And Chris Jericho and Triple H might as well just slid the belt down to the belts down to the ring. Or they would say, ladies and gentlemen, show is over. Jericho and Triple H will conclude Monday night on Raw. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because I think if they didn't have it. I think they took the confidence out those two. I don't give a fuck. Triple H can admit, not Who admit it. Who could follow it? No one could follow that. Me stroking a bitch live on camera can follow, but the point of the matter is, <laughs> <laughs> the point, the fact of the matter is, no, there was no following. I, I think I know somebody that already beat you to that. They're, 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 <laughs> I don't even know no one who beat me to that. <laughs> Who's the person? Uh, Negro Smith. <laughs> no, I'm talking. No, this nigga don't got the catalog I got. Uh, yeah, I mean, but- I got. I, I, two terabyte worth. I know. I know. Personal scum films. I created. I know. I know. I know. But I'm just saying. I saw. I saw that one. Still got nightmares about it. But he did it. Yeah. Can't beat the kid. Legend. Validated by adult film stars. Documented. Real ones, not fat ones. Anyway, so. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> so, and then the second honorable mention. I'll edit that part out the show. The second honorable mention. This is the beginning of the new of Undertaker putting on clinics. Yes. Undertaker versus Ric Flair, WrestleMania 18 as yeah, well. Right. Because before that, he wasn't having no star seller matches. Him and Ric Flair and that and that superplex. Right. That superplex was like, holy shit. But this is where we get Undertaker um at his best against a technical wrestler and a not even like just Flair. A, a technical wrestler, just two men communicating very well in the ring. Mm-hmm. Very well in the ring. And I mean, if you think about it, right? Like you said, this was the beginning of him being able to have and to showcase these styles of matches against wrestlers of that magnitude, you know, smaller guys, and putting on mm. clinics, which is something that you've rarely seen right. take or do well, you know, uh, at, again, on the stage of the game. I picked this match because Ric Flair can wrestle a broom. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Ric Flair can wrestle a broom. So I don't think it was this for me. This this particular match, I don't think it was about a smaller guy. It was someone. It was two men who had over twenty years worth of experience, and what you was watching was two wrestlers actually being able to do something right. Right. wasn't a flawless match, but they did something right. And those are the two matches at WrestleMania eighteen. Was Jericho versus Shawn Michaels on this card? Uh no. That was the that was the year after. I think that was uh, 19. Was it? Yeah, I think it was 19. Before we when they were, end they this. were in Texas. They were, they were at um they were at the uh the Astro Stadium when Michaels and Jericho fought. When Taker fought on that card, he fought against uh ironically and this is on in, in my least favorite matches list, but um the two, the, the 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 that's when the big guy couldn't perform. Right, um, Nathan Jones and um, Albert. This one, Taker took those guys on in the um. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Match. We, right. But what match we were talking about? We were talking about Shawn Michaels. 
Shawn Michaels versus Jericho. Jericho. Yeah, right. WrestleMania 19, 22 minutes, 34 seconds. Mm-hmm. Correct. So those are our top 10 yes. greatest. Later on in the week, we'll give you top 10 worst matches. I'm the pretty top sure. Top 10 worst ever. ever matches in WrestleMania history. Obviously, you know we're going to take advantage of this WrestleMania madness. Oh, you're fucking right. We are. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you so much. Check us out. This was episode number 46. Mm-hmm. Uh, 47 will be the top 10 worst matches ever in WrestleMania history. Not counting WrestleMania 35 because we have no idea the outcome of that. Exactly. All right.